Hey, praise the Lord. Thanks for joining me today. Let's go through Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 18 is a little bit of a refresher from where we left off. And so, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. And so, let's pray before we continue on. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word illuminates it brightens the room and it gives an overview of everything that's in the room and that darkness flees when the lights are turned on. And so we're thankful that this opportunity, we can go through your word and that as we have our understanding enlightened by your word, that we can be more unified in the process that Jesus set us on. And I pray all of that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So again, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through ignorance. So that's when you're ignorant, you're unaware. So there may be people out there that are there unaware that they're dying and going to hell. They may be completely unaware. And there's been a lot of doctrine, a lot of ideas that have been put on them through the way that we're educated through the way that the movies portray what eternity is, or this idea that there's a karma. There is no such thing, according to the Bible. According to the Bible, you you are born, you're a created soul, and your soul is an eternal creation. And so the moment that you die and you leave the earth, you leave what earth is, you leave your body, that you were born in, you go to be with the Lord if you know him. And if you don't know him, you go to hell. And hell is really hot and forever as a really long time. And I don't want anybody to go there. And so the hope is that through this teaching, that the ignorance, the being unaware of the truth, that there's an enlightened moment that you have and that the blindness of your heart is broken and that there is this unity that comes in where you're like, I want to be one with God and you can be one with other believers. So who being, I'm going to read through the rest of the chapter and then we'll come back and talk about it. So it's verse 19 and then we'll go through verse 32. It's not that many. So father, please just bless your word as we hear it. And as we receive it, that we, we know faith comes by hearing and that you expand on your word and what it should be for us in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Who being past, I'm starting in verse 19 of Ephesians chapter 4, who being past feeling, it reads a little bit funny, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness. That's that's a, a, a way of looking at things in the negative sense. So it's filthy, it's, it's disgusting. So they're doing this in a filthy way, in a terrible and an ugly way they've given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness so it's for self-gain that's what the greediness is is its only purpose is to benefit for the person it's not to benefit everyone others everyone else which is exactly what jesus did when he died on the cross he, his death was to benefit all of us his blood was given so that all of us might enter into heaven through the forgiveness that he offered and so Verse 20, it's it's very short, but it says, But he, 
have not so learned Christ. You don't know who he is. And if so, be you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that the that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So you put you put off the old and you put on the new. Verse 25, wherefore putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be you not angry, and sin not, and let us let not the sun go down upon your wrath. There's a context there. That's verse 26. Neither give place to the devil. So do we, we'll, we'll continue. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor and work with his hands with the things that is, which is good that he may give to him that needeth. Oh man, this is so rich. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That grief not and grieve not the Holy Spirit, which you bear, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Malice, we'll talk about. Verse 32, and be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God forgave Christ, who has forgiven you. So Lord, Lord, you just ask for your truth to be expounded on in these moments. We thank you for the freedom that we have to talk about the truth. And I pray that it would it would remain that in this country, or that there are countries out there that don't have those opportunities. And I pray that you just minister to each and every one of those believers, reach them in ways that are miraculous. In Jesus' name, amen. So verse 19, before to just to go back and talk about it. Verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves to lasciviousness. We've talked about this. And, but you have not learned so from Christ. You, you don't know any of this because of Jesus. And, and he tells us why. If, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So if you have heard of Jesus, he, Jesus is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, he said so. No one comes to the Father except by the Son. By, that's by Jesus. That's directly from Jesus, who was the only person to resurrect from the dead and is alive today. So if there was ever a race to come back from the dead and remain alive, that's Jesus. So we, we can take confidence in what he's done because of the example, because of the witness that he gave, and that this is the Bible. It literally is the most popular book that has ever been created on this planet. If so, you've heard him. So verse 22, that you put off put off the former conversation of the old man. So if maybe you were, maybe my speech used to be, I was selfish 
and my goals were to make a million dollars or whatever your goal is, is to have a lot of um, relationships that are not inside the covenant of marriage and inside of being married, maybe um, maybe you're just self-serving, right? Maybe there's a lot of ways to have these odd things come in, but they're saying put off those old things which are corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So the lusts are the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the being able to touch things, and the pride of life. Pride is what really separates us from God. It separates us from others. It separates us from everyone. Pride. And if we're humble, humility brings us together. And so you always know when somebody's being humble and trying to unite people, there's a humility that you can just sense is there. That's because that's a gift from the Holy Spirit. That's a that's an an act of obedience in the gifts of the Holy Spirit from Galatians can fill you. Love, peace, joy. All right. And so if we're putting off the former things, right, that would be the opposite of love, selfishness. The opposite of joy would be would be hate or bitterness. And the opposite uh, of peace would be fear, hope, worry, dis, dis, displeasure, right? All of those things would fall into that, the opposites of what the fruit is, love, joy, peace. And so we, we put off the old things and we put on the new things. Well, how do we maintain that? Then be renewed by the spirit of your mind. You, God has given you a spirit. And if you renew it by focusing on these things that God has taught us, then we are renewed in what God has given so the blessing has to come through the obedience. It doesn't come just because um, sometimes people are miraculously healed. But typically, when those healings occur, the person's life has changed so much that they now they desire to know who God is. Now, that isn't always true. There is the case of the 10 lepers that were healed in the Bible they, the, that they saw Jesus Jesus told them, go and show yourselves to the high priest. Um, they were all healed, but only one of the 10, like 10%, one of the 10 came back to thank Jesus, to worship and praise him for who he is. So lives can be changed miraculously, but that doesn't mean that there's a relationship there. And I think it's important to kind of distinguish that there's a difference. Now, why? Well, he says, um, be renewed. And then verse 25, where putting away lying, so lying is not telling the truth, speaking evil, um, speaking every man truth to his neighbor. So do we take time to do that? And for we are all members one to another. He's saying, honestly, we're all united in some way. But that doesn't mean that the, the person, the neighbor or whoever is going to receive it and respond to it. Now, the other thing, the older warning that he gives us is in verse 25, where it says, neither give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. You can do that by not speaking truth, by avoiding a topic or a situation. And so um, I know a family right now where they're separated because the truth was um, given probably in a, in a, a rusty nail kind of a way. I'm, I'm saying a, in a very abrasive kind of a way. And so there was separation that was occurred. And because there's been this long time period of separation, there is 
all of these opportunities for the devil to speak in lies. And it separated the family. They, they could have had unity if they just all the parties would have kind of sought each other, but that's not what happened. And so it's, it's sad, but we're warned about it. In verse 28, it says, let him that stole steal no more. So he's stolen all that time from the family, but rather let him labor. So now he's saying work, work with your hands, which is good. Then he may give. So he's saying, go to work and have an income and use that provision to bless others. So you can lift others up. The whole goal is lifting everybody up. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Now I say this um, clearly, edifying is intended to be building up. Now, sometimes that can be used in a way of like grabbing somebody by the shirt to get their attention. I can edify you to get your attention and build you up. I still need to do those things with love, joy, and peace. And if I'm skipping any of those, it's probably not being delivered very well. And so we want this edifying, this, this time period where things can be built up. And so we want to use that which is good in that it may minister grace to the hearers. And grace, just as a refresher, grace is this gift that we don't deserve. So um, if I'm speeding and I break the speed limit, I deserve a ticket. If the officer says, I'm going to let you go this time, you have no ticket for speeding this time. That's mercy. But grace would be saying, I'm going to give you the ticket. And then I'm going to give you the money for the ticket. And I'm going to give you an extra, whatever, hundred dollars above and beyond. That's grace. You don't deserve that. In no way, shape, and form could you earn it. It was just given because that officer wanted to help you. Does that make sense? That So grace is uniquely supreme. And so what God is teaching us here is to the use of edifying, so building up that it might minister grace to the hearers, that they should be built up and they should recognize how good and peaceful and gracious God is. So, Grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. That's until the moment that Jesus comes back to take us up, to rapture us up from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The harpazo is Greek for the, the gathering up, the catching up. And so he's saying, be careful. Now let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. What is malice? The specifics of malice is its depravity, its naughtiness, its evil. So when um, you may have a desire to take vengeance on a situation, to, to go and say, I'm going to repay that person you know, for how horribly it was to me, I'm going to make his life miserable too. That's malice. When your intent is evil and God's giving you a very big warning, let it go. It says, and be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Now, this is one of those verses that I, I read, and I pray and hope that my daughter will just embrace. And the reason is, I know there will come a day when she does something that is wrong, 
and it's disobedient to what I've asked her to do. And I love how kind and tender this verse is. It's the last verse of Ephesians 4. It's verse 32. It says specifically, Be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. So you didn't deserve it because Jesus gave his perfect life in exchange for your imperfect life. You didn't deserve that. I didn't deserve that. But he did it. And God forgave me because of Jesus. And so when if my daughter has this memorized and, and I'm upset with her and she says, Daddy, be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, and forgive one another. Well, that's just a, help, a heart-melting moment, right, for any dad, I think, is that the purpose is we're being tenderhearted and we're forgiving and we're renewing and that God has forgiven me even where I didn't deserve it. And so if we can reflect that, that would be graciousness given off in our lives. And so with that, Lord, I thank you that you've given your truth in these verses tonight. I thank you for Ephesians. I thank you for the opportunity to share your love. I pray that anybody who hears this would be struck with the goodness and kindness of you are, that you are literally that officer. You are, you're not only the officer, you're the judge and you've, written the check and you paid the price and you blessed us anyway. And now you're tapping on somebody's door right now. God says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. You'll have a relationship with Jesus if you just respond. And so if you got that in your heart tonight, I pray you do. God bless you. If you need prayer, please send an email staytheway.blast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I am glad to pray for you if I do receive, when I do receive those prayer requests and they go up with a tender-hearted love. God bless you. Have a great night.